What's up, everybody? You are now tuned into the Soul Dope Podcast, and I'm your host, Alex Chadwick. And I'm feeling good. We are here on the eve. Um, we are here on the, the night before um, Veterans Day. Um, and, you know, a lot of people are, are very familiar with Veterans Day. So if you if you are around a veteran tomorrow, thank them for their service. Um, I usually like to focus my my thankfulness to those who have served honorably Um uh, rightfully so. So if you see a veteran tomorrow, thank them for them for their service. Uh, some veterans you probably won't be able to identify, i.e. myself. Um, I am a veteran of the United States Air Force. Um, I was a military police officer um, for 14 years. I did that for 14 years and um, unbelievable, unbelievable journey. I mean, I mean, I honestly thought I was going to stay in like 20 plus years. Uh, but coming up to the end of my career, it didn't work out that way. You know, it felt like, and I'll tell y'all why I got out, but it felt like, like, you know, I started awakening to some things in myself that I'm like, you know, maybe I need to do something else. Um, so 14 years, 14 years as a military policeman, um, in the air force. Um, you know, the, the truth is I wasn't even supposed to be going to the air force. Right. My, I got an uncle, man. Shout out, shout out to my uncle Gee Gladwin. Um, he spent, you know, 20, 20, 20 plus years in the army. And I always wanted to go to the army, just like him. And um, he just kept telling me, nephew, don't do it. Nephew, don't do it. Nephew, don't do it. And long story short, I didn't do it. And I ended up going to the Air Force recruiter's office. Uh, even though I wanted to be in the army, I did go to the army recruiter quite a few times. Um, and they visited and everything. And, uh, I ended up going to, I ended up going to the air force and it was actually one of the best decisions I ever made. See, I was an athlete in high school. Um, and for some reason in my head, I thought that I was going to get this full ride scholarship to a division one school. And then, you know, I was going to just live out the rest of my life. However, I couldn't score in the ACT. So I couldn't get the score I needed to try to get a real scholarship out of this. Right. Um, and I remember um, HBCU Southern University offered me a partial scholarship in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And, um, you know, I, I, I told my coach, I said, man, I can't I can't do no partial scholarship, man. Like, um, you know, my sister, I got a twin sister. Shout out to her. Um, she was the bookworm. She was the she was the scholar and out of both of us. And I said, man, I got to go do something else. So the military was like my fallback plan. You know what I mean? It was like my backup plan. So I uh, decided to enlist into the military and, um, you know, left right after graduation and went through it, man. Went through it. It was it was fun. It was fun. Um, people ask, you know, and, and during this time, you know, my first duty station was in Okinawa, Japan. Now, they do something that's called the dream sheet, right? Like they they make you fill out what's called a dream sheet. And basically on that dream sheet, you 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 list the bases that where you would like to be stationed and the, the, the government, the military is supposed to uh, possibly accommodate you with that. So I had everything from from North Carolina to South Carolina to Georgia, all the way down the southeast coast of Florida, uh, Mississippi, Alabama, all the way back to Louisiana. I had all these bases. Right. And um, 
my first duty station, they said Okinawa, Japan. And I was when I got my orders, when I was in my academy, I said, what the hell is uh, <laughs> what the hell is Okinawa, Japan? I had no clue. I had no reference of that. Um, and that began my 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 journey through world traveling. Like I've been places that I thought I've never been. I've literally lived on both side on, on both sides of the world, all sides of the world. Right. Um, I visited several continents, several countries. Um, I've experienced so many different cultures like the military. It really was a good thing to me. Um, you know, I got two degrees when I was in the military. Um, I was able to travel. I was able to save money. I was able to gain experience. I was able to do so many things from 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 enlisting and, and, and being a small town boy where I was from in Louisiana. I was a long way from home. And I think, you know, if I would have never left and then if I would have never went in the military, I don't think that I would ever have done the things. I just don't believe I've ever have done even a smidge of the things that I did while I was in the military. Right. So people say people always ask me, they say, hey, man, why would you get out after 14 years, bro? And for me, it was a difficult decision in the beginning. But let me just give you the condensed version of this. Right. I served honorably. I wasn't dishonorably, dishonorable, discharged, none of that stuff. I served honorably. This is what happened. What I want people to know is that the military is a business, folks. Right. Uh, the funny thing is, when the, when the recruiters came to um, to my house, uh, shout out to Sergeant Bloom, tech sergeant or well, CMS Sergeant Kelly Bloom. Now, um, I think she retired. But anyway, she was my recruiter. She came over and as she was talking to my fam, to my mom, and my dad, she was talking about how I was going to do so many great things for the business. Right. And my dad looked at her like, what, what are you talking about business? Like, isn't he going to, isn't he going to the military? And uh, she said, yes, yes, yes. Well, we just, you know, referring to it as this business. And it was a, a, a marketing tool for the Air Force um, and for the military. But. They couldn't have been farther from the truth. The military is a business, man. It's a numbers game. Um, so anyways, this is how I ended up getting out. Um, about two years before I was, I actually separated from the military. This is what happened. The Air Force came and they said, hey, there's too many tech sergeants. I was a technical sergeant, which is like an E6 at that time. They said, there's too many tech sergeants in your career field. Would you like to retrain into another one? I said, of course I would. You know, I've been doing this for a while. I think it's time for me to go ahead and try something new. So I I applied for like some kind of logistics planning job. Mm. Excuse me, it's late here, y'all. But anyways, um, I applied for a logistics planning job, right? Got approved. Um, and I had my orders. We were supposed to go to... Uh, What's the name of that base? Uh, 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 McConnell Air Force Base, I think, in Wichita, Kansas. And um, I was supposed to go there, but I was waiting on my school date for my job, which was months out. So anyways, got approved, got everything approved. I'm like, yeah, you know, this is going to this is, you know, I'm going to ride off into the sunset with this one. So the week of Christmas, I remember we were visiting out here in the Northwest. Uh, we, we came to visit some visit my wife's uh, mom, who was living in Olympia at the time. And we get out here and I get a notification. They say, hey, man, your retrain has been canceled. And I say, what? Why? This was around the time where Congress was doing furloughs. There was all kind of crazy cuts in the government. Um, and they said, well, you know, your your retrain has been re has been um, canceled and, and, you know, it's been revoked. So I'm like, what am I going to do now? 
they said, well, you just got to remain a military police officer, you know? So I was like, what the hell, man? This is, it, it really sucked. Cause anybody that's been in the military know that if you're trying to retrain out of a job into another one and you get turned down, it could suck pretty bad. Right? So anyways, got that notification, came back off vacation the first week of the new year. Right? I got, they told me again, they say, Hey, you may be meeting the retention board. And I'm like, what, 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 what do you mean a retention board? I was like, I've done everything y'all asked me to do. I've done it flawlessly. I've done everything you asked me to do. Why do I need to go uh, 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 to a retention board? And they say, well, you know, your time in service, your time in your rank, um, you know, you just fall within this window. Basically, the Air Force has 1,500 tech sergeants and they got to get down to 1,000 and you just happen to fall within this window. So I'm like, oh my God. So there was like, all right, you can either go to this retention board or you can volunteer to get out. Listen, y'all, that was like, at that point, I started seeing some things in the business of, of the military and the government that I didn't like, that it didn't match up with my characteristics, right? So that whole last year was building up to the point of me deciding to get out, right? So once I made the decision that I was gonna get out, it took me about two weeks and some weight loss later and stress and anxiety and all that stuff, right? Because this is all I've known my whole adult life. This is everything. This is what I knew. So I was like, man, I gotta do something different. Um, and um, I, I made the decision to get out. I put in my package. I put in the application to be separated from the United States Air Force. And that was a big decision for me. And people didn't even understand it. They were like, why would you, why would you, why would you leave after 14 years, man? 14 years. And I'm like, what would be the reason that I stay? And I even had someone tell me that job security was the reason that I should try to stay. I'm like, are you listening to yourself? I wouldn't even be dealing with this if it was for job security. You feel what I'm saying? So the package was in, it took me about almost three months. I think three months to find out whether or not the United States Air Force was going to let me separate. Right. So in between that time, I had already so my, my heart was sold. I was like, I'm out of here. I'm not happy anymore. It's time for me to leave. You know what I mean? I, when I once I decided that and put that application in, it was murder. She wrote. So my mind was made up. The worst thing that the Air Force could have did to me was deny me of leaving the military. I don't know where I would be at today if that would have happened. Honestly, I just, I just don't know. So anyways, got approved. Um. They said, hey, you 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 out of here and you can leave on October 1st. This is how I know. You know what I mean? This is how I know that 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 what 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 was what was going on in my life was was an intervention, a divine intervention and that everything was lined up for me. This is how I know, because after they sent me the approval that it was time for me to get out or that I could get out the very next week, they halted all the applications and nobody was allowed to get released anymore. There was no more announcements about it. So I thought about that. I was like, this is where I need to go. This is where I need to be. So I had plans and I had to work those plans. You know, I look for jobs. I worked with people. You know, I even did, I did some little odd things coming out. But once I found out I was getting out, I had about three months full of leave that I could have taken. And I took those three months, got in shape in better shape. Um, Started working on the side, doing little side jobs, this, that, and the other. And, um, you know, it was fun. It was fun. And I knew this was a new adventure. I didn't know where I was going to live. I didn't know um, if I was going to have a career. I didn't know if I was going to have a job. Everything was strictly on faith. And I knew that I didn't want to die unhappy. 
that's what drove me. And you guys are going to hear on my show at some other time that um, about, you know, if you're unhappy, you you might want to seriously think about leaving the place. And sometimes you just got to jump off of that cliff. You know what I mean? You either going to fly or you're going to fall on your face. And I had all the fate in the world, man, to just go ahead and just jump. Now, once I got out, we drove out to the D.C. area. We went to Fort Belvoir, which is in Alexandria, Virginia, which is right, you know, right there near D.C. And um, I'm never going to forget this. Ironically, this is Veterans Day as well. I always tell this story. Um, we went to we went to a USO on base uh, at the time. We were essentially homeless, I would say, because we didn't have a place. To, we didn't know what we were doing. We I didn't know what I was doing. So anyways, I had a friend um who who his wife was in the military we were all friends in germany so they allowed us to stay with them for a few months you know till we get things right which it worked out um but anyways there was a uso on the base and if anybody don't know what the uso is it's basically an organization that sometimes puts on events for troops they they um you know they have like little brick and mortar kind of offices and 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 uh, facilities where troops can go when they're traveling if there's a uso everybody know that if you're a vet or if you are a uh active military member you can go there they can give you food and coffee and let you use the internet and books and games and you know just a whole bunch of stuff so anyways i went to the 104 belvoir right check this out this is this is literally two days before veterans day in 2014 Never going to forget this. This was what, six years ago. And um, went in there. I said, hey, can I use your Internet? The lady said, um, OK, you know, you got ID or whatever. I go, yes, I show my ID because I had a little like separation card that lasted for like six months until, I, you know, once I got out that allowed me to access the base and all the facilities and stuff like that. So I showed the lady my ID. She's like, I'm sorry, but you can't use the Internet. And I said, what? She said, well, and then there was a sign that was on the, on the, on the, uh, what do you call that thing? There was a sign that was on the counter that said, you know, I wasn't retired. She said, I'm not retired. Uh, I wasn't a wounded warrior. And, um, it was another one. Like I wasn't medically retired or something like that. And, um, she said I couldn't use it. And I was like, what? I mean, when I say I got upset, I got so mad. I thought I was going to throw something, but something came over me like a peace, like a calm. And I was like, you know what, man, I'm out of here. I could have made a big stink about it, but I just walked away. My wife asked me, she said, how did that make you feel? And I said, you know what? This is the very moment that I knew that the Air Force is, you know, the military is something that I did. This is not who I am. And, you know, I said, I'm going to live my life from now on. I don't want anything from them besides, you know, my, you know, my, my GI bill, you know, my VA loan, I don't even want health care from them. So I, I, I found myself really trying to distance myself from that, that life, that, that thing that I did in my life for those 14 years. Um, that episode right there really hurt me. It disappointed me, but you know what? Moved on. I still knew that I made the right decision to get the, the, the F out. Um, so, yeah. So, so, you know, even as a veteran getting out today, oh, I forgot a part of the story. As this lady is telling me this, here's the here's the, the irony of it. Right. What a coincidence. Well, on the same counter where the sign is right the front counter, they have bumper stickers lined all up like in stacks so people could take them. And guess what the bumper sticker says? I, I can't make this up. The bumper sticker said every day is Veterans Day. 
Remember, this is two days before Veterans Day in 2014. And they had a whole bunch of stickers, bumper stickers that said every day is Veterans Day. I couldn't believe it. I mean, I was just like, this is this is ridiculous, man. This is stupid. You know what I mean? This is real stupid. I really hate it. But anyways, all in all, I would say that I do miss the people and the relationships that I formed over those years. The experiences that I've had, the cultures, the travel, the every I've done things. I've done things in those 14 years that people could only dream of. I mean, literally that people can only dream of. So I do appreciate everything that I've gotten from that. Um, it gave me my experience. It gave me my um, my worldview on life. And um, I met some amazing people in the military, some people that I still talk to to this day. You know, um, so so, yeah, if you see a veteran say thank you, you know, I mean, we we served and it don't matter what you did. I don't care if you was a military police officer, infantry. I don't care if you was a Navy SEAL. I don't care if you was a cook. I don't care what you were. If you was one of those one percent that put the uniform on, then good on you. Because me, I wasn't no patriotic guy. I didn't I did not join because I was a patriot. Right. I joined because of my circumstances and. Just really wanted to do something better with my life. Best decision I could have made. And the and another best decision I could have made was uh, actually getting out, making a decision to get out. So, yeah, um, I miss the people, though, man. I, I really do. I miss the people. I miss I miss the experiences. I miss those people a lot. You know, a lot. We, we lost people. We, you know, it's, it's a lot, man. Um, but I, I miss a lot of people in, in relationships. Um, last thing I'm going to say, though, to all the veterans out there, people that have gotten out of the military. I'm sure you guys can attest to this, but this is for some of my buddies and listeners that may still be in the military. Listen, one day your military career is going to have to end. It's going to have to come to an end. Right. Um, and you're going to have to come back out into this real world. My message to you is to prepare for to prepare to come out into this real world because all that fancy stuff, all the entitlements that we get when we're in the military and when we're operating on military bases and stuff, that shit don't exist in the real world, man. So if you're one of those people that are just ate up and you identify yourself with your rank and your ribbons and your awards and and all this stuff. None of that stuff matters when you get out. I'm sorry. Like, I just got to be straight up about it. None of that stuff. No, nobody really cares if you go to your new job as a civilian and you tell them, well, you know, I got uh, I got three devices on my meritorious ribbon or awards. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about that. That was that was military talk. I hate to bust y'all bubble, man, but I, I want to make sure people are prepared to get the hell out of the military when it's time to get out and that they don't lose themselves and, they, and that they come out, um, you know, doing something that's going to help them better themselves beyond the military. However, what you do in the military can definitely help you prepare for that. So I just want to give that PSA because there's a lot of people that's still in the military that really think that this is never that is never going in. You better start thinking about the future. Um, so tomorrow is Veterans Day. I'm going to try to go get a whole bunch of free stuff. Y'all, I've never, I've never, um, I've done this one time and that was back in 2014 when all my savings was going low. You know what I mean? I didn't have a job for months, man. And I mean, I was, it got to a point where I was like starting to go on fumes. So I was like, you know what? Today for the first year, I'm actually going to go and, and get some freebie stuff. 
Never before did I do that before that year. Um, so tomorrow, I think I'm going to do the same thing. Honestly, I have plans to go get breakfast and dinner and stuff like that. But honestly, what I've practiced uh, over the past few years is just if I just go one place and get one free meal or one free thing, then I'm cool. I don't have to like egg, you know, like 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 carry this on from from morning to 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 dark, you know. So, um, yeah, you know, being a veteran is a very special thing. So thank your veterans, support your veterans, um, you know, look at legislation around veterans in your home states. And um, again, and lastly, man, I miss the people. I miss the relationships that I built with those people. I really do. So peace and blessings. We in election season. Please like, please subscribe, please share this podcast. Please, 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 please. I want to give a special shout out to my sponsors, Bree and Megan. They've been telling me that they've been listening to my show, but they ain't sending nothing to my cash app, though. <laughs> Anyways, I told them I was going to shout them out on the show. So I put it at the end because I want to see if they actually listen through the whole episodes and then I'll find out if they listen. So I'm not going to tell them that I gave them a shout out. So if they they hit me up and say, hey. We heard you gave us a shout out Then I know they listened to the whole episodes. So thank y'all for tuning in to this episode of the Soul Dope Podcast. Peace. Peace.